Disclaimer, we do not agree with or support JK Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way, shape, or form, and we also do not tolerate Draco Sands or Death Eater sympathizers. However, they are warmly welcome to tune into our podcast. We'd also like to forewarn everyone that we will be mentioning later books and events in every episode, so here's your official spoiler warning. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm also Colin. Nope, I'm not also Colin Bones. I'm the only Colin Bones. I would hope so. That's Adelia Vol- the Volkanov. Um, and this is Ron and Hermione minus the romance. Today we're getting back into it with chapters 14 and 15 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Wait, no. Wait, what? Am I supposed to say something that you looked at me like you're expecting me to say no, something? No, I didn't. Okay, anyways. You did. There was a pause. You heard the pause. Okay. Everybody heard okay. the pause. Okay, well, it's been a minute, so I thought that, you know, Colin and I would catch you, well, catch you all up about, like, all oh, of the interesting things yeah. we've been doing. When is the last time, I think the last time we recorded was June 18th, and it is currently August 4th. Really? It's been two months? Yeah, it's been a long Cause time. Because we said, because we, re- we recorded episode 22. Yes, we And then did. we were like, oh, we'll probably just record soon, and then we just didn't. Yeah, we, it's just, it's been busy. It's been very busy. <laughs> I recently moved into a new house, so I, everything has just been totally insane. So, um, oh, you know what's hilarious, though, is that we ended up running into each other at the Houston airport. Yes. <laughs> it was the most random thing. I took a trip with family and my best friend, and I was in, um, I don't know, is it, like, stupid of me to, like, disclose the cities? Does it matter? No. Okay, whatever. Well, I was in Alabama, I was in Indiana, and I was in um, New Jersey, and so... I'm sure they're not going to go hunting down your family. I don't think we have any okay. of those crazy fans yet. I wish we had a crazy fan. You know, I'd dig a stalker. <laughs> Anyways. I feel like I'd get on their level. Oh my gosh. Anyways, so my um, return flight home... Do not stalk me. Okay. I should clarify. <laughs> That's a joke. My return flight home. <laughs> I feel like you can never be too sure on the internet. I, Sorry, I keep cutting you yeah. off. This is horrible. <laughs> my return flight home from Indiana to Sandy, uh, <laughs> whatever. Ago? No, I just, <laughs> I don't know if we had some, like, policy. Did you just say Sandy Ago? It's like, it's, it's, like, I don't know, like, you brought waffles to the beach no i know no, i said get it because it's san diego <laughs> no it's just i started saying san diego and then i cut myself off because i wasn't sure if we had something about not telling them where we live yeah i don't know okay no. well I, I guess you guys know do you know how many people live in san diego Never. anyways so my return flight was supposed to you know what if you can find us in san diego go for it please don't anyways you don't even know our real names true actually anyways um i totally forgot that i was supposed to be talking into my microphone the whole time but (laughs) i've forgotten everything anyways my return flight was really early that morning i was supposed to leave at six get home at like nine um with the time changes and everything and i was supposed to go my connection was supposed to be in chicago but that got canceled super super early in the morning and i was rerouted to houston and um, I, of course, was texting Colin right before I got on the plane in Indiana. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to Houston. And, and he had been stuck in Houston for like a day, right? From yeah, Florida. because, yeah. And, um, and so I landed in Houston and I was walking to my gate and just, you know, kind of, I was, I was kind of joking. I was like, oh, what gate are you in? And he happened to say the exact same gate that I was on my way to. And so we ended up, and the funniest part was that our assigned seats were a row apart, but we ended up asking um, the person who was supposed to sit in between him and his mom to move so that we could sit together on the flight. Yeah, we pretended we were siblings, I'm pretty sure. Yes, what was the story your mom gave them? It was something like... It was something like, (laughs) they're... They're, they're, we're siblings, and totally they, they somehow messed up the kids. The seats. Oh, the yeah. seats. They split so, up the kids, and they're yeah. extremely you attached to each other. They just sit alone. <laughs> they just can't sit alone. <laughs> and 
you know, in this remarkable circumstance, you know, like, when are you ever going to get in this situation again? Adelia instead decided to read my Hunger Games book the entire flight instead of actually talking to me. Okay, so, we, we listened, well, we listened to my playlist on Spotify for a while, but then we switched over to Colin's playlist, which was just the entirety of Taylor Swift's songs, like, all of them. I, I am pretty <laughs> sure we listened to Death by Thousand Cuts at least four times. Um, at least. <laughs> and so, I hadn't read The Hunger Games in forever, though. I actually um, reread the entire series recently and watched all of the movies at least twice in a weekend. Um, I'm going through one of those phases again, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I've kept telling myself I'm going to read it, and I have literally only gotten the farthest of, like, five pages in. It's so good, though. Um, anyways. Katniss is so obnoxious. She gets better. I swear. Yeah. I, I doubt that. No, it's true. Like, I, I, I'm i serious. Because, like, there's some characters... I mean, I, I'm i not going to say that, because I hate being one of those people who it's, like, you literally watch something or, like, read something for, like, five minutes yeah. and you've already come to a conclusion on something, because it, it's yeah. so annoying. Her character is very, very, like, layered. Like, there's a lot of... Like there is to any character, but she especially has many, many, like, layers to herself, and so it's just... She's very interesting, actually. I really enjoyed the series. Um... But yeah. Um, and so look forward to Katniss and I don't know bow and arrow minus the romance. <laughs> I don't know, Katniss and what's what's her name? Not Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt doesn't play Katniss. Who plays Katniss? Jennifer Lawrence. Oh Jennifer! I love Jennifer yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, she's great in the movies too. Um, oh, but I did think of a question of the day because I won our last trivia. Yeah, question of the day. Okay. Dun 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 dun. So. Um, <laughs> if you could attend a magical school in a country of your choosing, where would you go? That's really hard. In the meantime, I would go to Spain. <laughs> Why Spain? Um, I just, I've always wanted to go to Spain, like to travel. My dad lived in Spain for a year, and I feel like, especially, you know, the architecture and just the culture in Spain is just amazing, and so I feel like... You know, especially because we've seen that the Hogwarts architecture is beautiful. I think that, you know, the school in Spain, like, the structure itself would be very old and just really interesting. And, um, you know, I think it would just be, I think it would be a cool place to live and study, so, Spain. Plus, I already speak the language, so. <laughs> I feel like we also need to, like, can we acknowledge how cr ridiculous her actual placements are of the school's? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. There's one school for all of Africa, and there's three in Europe. Are you serious? Yes. Africa is a massive continent. Yeah. Where are all the African wizards? It must be one really big castle. <laughs> like, you that have a friend, have they're on the, the other side of the Texas. castle, you won't see them for five business days. That castle would have to be the size of an entire state, like Texas. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. And then, what is she- And where are they gonna hide it? Is it, like, Wakanda? Like, what's happening? Um, I don't even think she cares, truly. I don't think she cares. <laughs> like, um, what did- Wait, so what did she do for, like, Central and South America? Do you want me to look it up? Yes, please. I'm I'll interested find in the placement. I think there's literally only one in South America, That's too. That's ridiculous. What about Central America? <laughs> I don't think there is one. I don't think Central America just doesn't exist in, in the Harry Potter. No, they just doesn't exist. That would mean that I didn't exist. You know how weird that is to think about. <laughs> what? Yep, it's so strange. Collins to think that you like, didn't please disappear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> then who would you have to Facetime at lunch? That's. <laughs> You got me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, um, Colin's cat's birthday was a few days ago on Harry Potter's birthday. It was birthday. also Harry Potter's birthday, which yes. is probably more relevant. Harry Potter's 41st birthday or 42nd? Yes. 41st? 41st. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Colin's cat's chips and guac turned one. <laughs> we didn't name them that. But it's still fantastic. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then Crookshanks, his birthday's in October. He's gonna be three. Okay, so great. I found the I found the thing. Great. So there's one in Japan. For is that for all of Asia? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, do all the Russian kids go to the Japanese school too? No idea. How does she think? I feel like the Russian kids would probably go to like Durmstrang. Probably, because you can like elect to send your kids elsewhere if you really want to. Yeah. Um, there's one for all of Africa, three in Europe, as we know, one for all of South America, Central America doesn't exist, <laughs> and one for North America. Okay, but can I just say how ridiculous it is that the smallest, uh, like, continent, like, or one of, I don't know, Europe has three schools, whereas everywhere else in the world just has to, like, I bet those schools... What if- Hold on. What about Australia? <laughs> they don't exist either. Haven't what you are heard? They, they don't exist either. Central America, totally. I guess Wait, so. Wait, where is the school in South America? We, I, okay. Um, Brazil. That's all the way south. Like, that's <laughs> all. Also, how does she expect that to work with, like, languages? Like, Brazil is a Portuguese-speaking country. All of South America you know, besides Brazil, they speak Spanish. Central America speaks Spanish. Like, they're very, very similar, yes. But, like, does she just expect, you know, everyone to just... Especially when I think about Africa and there only being one school for all of Africa. There are so many different languages spoken there. How on earth does she expect that to make any sense? I have no idea. Just... I mean, in Asia, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like just it's just ridiculous and that's a long like i mean i know they can operate but like most the kids can't no, that's a long they, way to they travel. don't do that that's a long flight that's what i'm thinking <laughs> or a train ride <laughs> like that's crazy <laughs> especially i'd homeschool my kids if i was in the totally. wizarding world and like africa as well like for all of those kids to commute like all the, like where is it in africa what country? it's it's the biggest one um let's see how much can I bet she just put Africa? <laughs> She's like, it's somewhere in there. <laughs> no, it literally... Shut up. It literally just says Africa. Are you serious? That is so cheap. I cannot believe her. I mean, I can, but come on. I am not going to butcher the name of that school. <laughs> Will you... Can I... Oh, wait. Just text it to me. I'm Not that I am going to pretend like I could say it any better, just so I can, like, read it. I'm gonna try, okay? Okay. Uwa Gadao. Uwa Gadao. Will you text it to me, please? <laughs> oh, dude, it's in Uganda. On my, the, um, this thing I see, it literally just says it's in Africa, and everywhere else is labeled. Here I see, okay. Hogwarts it's the biggest school, in. though. It, Interesting. Which makes sense. Um, okay. It's Hogwarts in a mountain. Which... That's so cool. That is really cool. Okay, um, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, Scotland, Bow Battens, uh, France, Durmstrang, somewhere in Northern Europe, Ilvermorny. How do you even say that? Is it Massachusetts? I love that. I love that they chose for the school representing the United States to be in Massachusetts. It's probably um, New York since that's where Fantastic Beasts is set. Yeah, but this says Massachusetts. It does say Massachusetts. That's such a strange choice i think that's so funny okay this says there's a school in japan a school in uganda it says there's a school in russia a school in brazil and an unknown i do Australian not have school. that on here maybe i am i think maybe she probably just said them in interviews at some point and then just was oh, let's like, see it doesn't yeah work. so the the japanese portuguese uh brazilian uh, Russian and Ugandan schools are official, as they were said by J.K. Rowling. However, they do not appear in the books or the movies. There are also a number of smaller schools scattered across Africa, but they have not been around for as long or achieved the same international reputation. So I guess these are like... That's you know, like a really Hogwarts. funny way of saying I don't want to come up with more names. Literally. I guess, apparently, that leads me to believe that schools like Hogwarts are large with big... Re That's like... I guess it's kind of the difference between elite private schools and small public schools. Not that Hogwarts is private or public or whatever, just in terms of like 
how it sounds, you know? Like, big schools like this have reputations and, and are so old with lots of history, but I guess there, of course, are newer schools opening up all over the place that just aren't as well-known, apparently. That's what it sounds like to me. And to answer the actual question, because yes. we've gone off on this rant, I just yes. say Canada, because Canada. Canadian people are really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I Yeah, I would pick Spain just for, you know... If it existed. Did I just say Canadian? Yes, you did. Canadian. Yes, <laughs> Canadian. I, just, I chose not to I say I always anything. used to call Can- Canada Canadia because I kept on messing it up. Canadia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. But you, you know where I'm not going to go? Where? Australia. <laughs> That's cool. They already sense. have, basically, Wizarding World level <laughs> animals. Can you imagine what their actual <laughs> wizarding level animals are? <laughs> Dude, you go to Australia for a minute and you and never you're dead. come back. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> Sorry to the Aussies out there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they already have wizarding world animals. <laughs> Okay, so let's get started. Are you gonna go first? Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, I would just like to say that I really feel bad for Neville. He's melted like six cauldrons in class already. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty impressive. I don't. I'm sorry for what just came out of now. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of anyone melting entire cauldrons except for Neville, and he melted six of them. Like, I mean, I gotta know. gotta hand it. That to could him. have been helpful. He's persistent, you know. What an underused power. It's like. <laughs> They mention like, the Mandrakes, such an underused power. I know. Like, they used once at the end. Yeah. I and, don't know why. But, like, could you imagine people just running up to Voldemort with a Mandrake <laughs> in earmuffs on, and oh. he would just die? I wish someone would have done that to Umbridge, just, like, walked into her office and been and like- And murder her? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I, Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but I don't think we should encourage children murdering people. Okay, well, what if an adult did it? I mean, fair enough. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I, I, I love that, like, I don't even remember what the context of this note is. It just says, oh, no, no, because it's after um, Moody turned Malfoy into a ferret, and they're like, I wish Moody would turn Snape into a horned toad. I'm like, I wish he would do that, too. I think that would have been really funny. <laughs> Moody's fake eye is really scary, but also convenient. That's true. <laughs> I think it's. I find it really creepy when he looks into children's clothes at the U ball. I wonder if he can like turn off that function, or if it's just always like. But then also that that begs the question. That's like a really good would you rather question. True, but also like would you rather have a magical eyeball, but you have to see under children's clothes all the time, or <laughs> or or not, <laughs> or not. Um, (laughs) no but I just I wonder because if you know if he can see through like clothes and and invisibility cloaks and stuff is he like how much does he see he can see through solid wood that just it really bothers me that he can see through the invisibility cloak since it's literally the most powerful thing in existence but my question is that like what exactly is he seeing with that eye is he seeing like skeletons like because like how he's seeing everything but like i just that doesn't make sense i feel like he can control it of what he's seeing i wonder yeah because it's like can you just turn it off basically and which makes it i mean that makes it even more uncomfortable what he was doing at the yule ball i just but I just, yeah, I just kind of wonder what he's seeing, because it's like, can he turn it off and just see normally as he does out of his other eye, or is he always, is it only, like, surface-level kind of stuff, like, you know, objects, clothes, things, whatever, but then also, does it go more than that? Can he see through people? Because, like, I just wonder what exactly he is seeing with that eye, you know? It's like, how Mm -hmm. much does he see through? As the daughter of a carpenter, I feel like I should know this, but what are thumb screws? 
Is that like thumbtack or just tiny <laughs> screws? Hold on. I have to look it up because you should ask your father. He's downstairs. I didn't know. Father. Father. Oh. What is a thumb screw? No, it's actually a torture mechanism. Um. It's a what? A torture instrument. Which was used in early what modern... What was the context? Hold on. I don't remember. <laughs> the thumb screw is a torture instrument which was first used in early modern Europe. Of it is course. a simple device, sometimes with protruding studs on the interior surfaces. The crushing bars were sometimes lined with sharp metal points to puncture the nails and savagely stimulate the exquisitely sensitive flesh of the nail beds. It's like your finger goes in it and then it like... Oh, duh. He said, you don't need thumb screws or knives to torture someone if you can perform the Cruciatus Curse. Oh. Hence, you know, thumb screws being a torture mechanism. Anyways, I don't know why I assumed that was like an actual kind of screw that you would use to... I wonder what my dad would have said if I would have asked him. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah, so like, when Moody says... You're, you're not supposed to be able to block the killing curse. How is it that they do it every single book? They don't. But, like, I feel like they're always blocking the killing curse with, like, other, like, spells and stuff. And it just confused me. I feel like hitting something with another spell is not the same as blocking. Okay, so technically they couldn't use the shield spell, but they yes. can block it with other spells. See... I've heard many critiques about the Avada Kedavra spell, and I do agree that it's just kind of lazy. Agreed, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, what's the point of that when you could just stab someone the old-fashioned way, right? No, I I'm just, just meant kidding. that, like... I know what you meant. To have a thing in this that literally is unblockable, and when you get struck by it, it's just over, like, it makes all battles seem kind of useless, because anybody at any time could just murder somebody, and they're somehow not... I was just thinking of it on this read-through, but Moody says very plainly that if you've used any of the unforgivable curses on another human, you'll be sentenced for life in Azkaban. Like, with the, discrimi with the discrimination that goes in the wizarding world, I wonder how many cases there are of people using it on, like, house elves or centaurs and just, like, don't have any consequences. That's terrible. I would assume a lot, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's the wizarding world. We're <laughs> all just terrible people. Um... Yeah. Also, I kind of wonder, like, what was Moody's angle in showing them all of this? Like, was it to scare them? Like, I really just don't understand, like, what he's doing. Because, honestly, he's kind of just preparing Harry to, like, fight him and giving him a chance against yeah. Voldemort. So I never understood what this angle was. You know, constant vigilance. Just always be aware. Always be prepared. All of this stuff. And it's like... I mean, we all... We know that he's really getting into character because he loves improv. But it's just... I don't... But also, like... I really don't also, know. Also, I'm sure that no one expected the real... Like, I don't... He's meant to build trust in Harry. Yeah, though. I don't... Yeah, because I don't think the real Moody would have come in and started, you know, imperiousing them. So I almost feel like there... I always felt like there had to be some kind of angle because he's purposefully kind of giving Harry, like, preparing him to, and giving him a chance, like, against Voldemort. Because without yeah. all of this talk of, you know, constant vigilance and all of this, Harry would not have been, not that he was totally prepared, but he wouldn't have been at the end of the book, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of odd to me how he's acting. I also thought that Harry and Ron totally fabricating their dream journals is hilarious because <laughs> like no i literally have just i put no context but it's just one of the best scenes ever yeah. because i love that so one funny. i love it and so it's like, much their predictions are so ridiculous like getting trampled by a rampaging hippogriff and like death by decapitation and it just makes you wonder death by a thousand cats. and it just Sorry. makes you wonder like i love that Trelawney saw this and she was like, this is the best work anyone has ever done in my class. And I'm like, but like, what happens when they don't die by decapitation and don't get trampled by a rampaging hippogriff? <laughs> Does she just go, oh, well, on to the next set? Like, well, it happens. <laughs> um, I also just said before that Ron has no social cues whatsoever. Yeah. None. None. <laughs> He's like the most <laughs> unaware 14-year-old that has ever existed. 
despite all the things we've said about Spew already on this podcast, I love activist Hermione so much. Like, I, I feel like we don't appreciate Hermione enough on this podcast because we, I mean, we like to talk about, like, the underrated characters yeah. and Hermione's kind of universally loved yeah. as a character, but... I, I, she's so great. And I just want to say that, like, Hermione as Minister of Magic is, like, one of the more forgivable things about, like, yeah. the epilogue and Cursed Child. But I think she would have been way better as, like, a political activist. I think so, than, too. Like, but honestly, the minister. JKR left very little space for that in the wizarding world. So I don't know how much work yeah. she actually would have had doing that. But um, I do think that Spew's original title is really funny. Um... And she's like, but it wouldn't fit on the badge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the sentence, they like being enslaved, made me uncomfortable. And I'm sure it made every person on the planet uncomfortable. 100. It's It's so weird. It's like, it's such like a... How did she write that? With the full, like... I wonder how she wrote a lot of things, truly. Um, (laughs) But this is just... It's just bad. Um... I have no answers and or insight into her mind because it's completely like ridiculous. Um, I will say though, good for Hedwig for standing up for herself because Harry yelled at her and she bit him, and like I think that's so funny. <laughs> and it's so funny that she has like a personality because like she's hilarious and she doesn't. She doesn't take any crap from Harry, at least. (laughs) She's constantly, like, upset with him, and I think that's really funny. Like, he'll say something or, like, whatever, and she's like, we're not speaking. Just no more. (laughs) (laughs) I always wondered, because you know how at the very end of chapter 14 they point out, like, make it, like, a point. To, that we knew that the night that Harry, like, didn't sleep at all, Neville was also awake. Like, I always kind of wondered if mm-hmm. that was supposed to be connected to some throwaway plot point. What do you mean? I don't know, because I found it kind of odd, like, that they were like, just so you know, he definitely did not sleep tonight either. And, like, we know what's going on with Harry, but, like, Neville, not so much. No, it's because he's scarred by the Cruciatus curse Well, I know that, but I just always, I don't know, for me it always kind of felt like very pointed and so I always kind of wondered if it was supposed Hmm. to be not just even like another plot point but if it was supposed to be connected to something else okay um this I just said with no context context I love when Harry feels empathy (laughs) because he kind of loses that sometimes just completely sometimes (laughs) I think I was talking about when he was concerned about Sirius coming. Oh. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious that Moody is so obviously lying when he said that Dumbledore wants them to feel what it's like to be under the Imperius curse, and not a single person questions it. I mean, Hermione kind of does. I mean, yeah, but, like, who listens to her anyways? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, no one else was like, I mean, actually... I think you might kind of be right. Like, not a single person. Everyone is like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> um, is there a transfer of power when someone is imperious? Because it says Neville does gymnastics he wouldn't normally be able to do, which makes me think that you're like at your best state or something when you're imperious like how does that work i feel like because the person who's casting the charm on another person has 100 percent control if you want them to do it their body will be able to and so you know obviously neville's body is physically capable of doing that things probably not in that moment but if he really wanted to he could practice and he would be able to do it so i feel like things that are possible for the human body to do, especially when another person is in complete control, makes virtually anything possible. So. Mm. It just, I don't know. It seemed kind of weird that you can make somebody do things that they usually can't do. I feel like that's kind of the whole point of the Imperius Curse. I know, but like, what are the extents of that? Like, 
could you make somebody do an an incredibly difficult spell just by imperiousing them? I'm not sure because I feel like I don't know. Um, like if and Olympian just <laughs> saying on saying on with topics right now because Olympics happen. Yes, I don't they know. Did. I have not been watching them at I all. I watched a little. I watched the gymnastics a little bit. But if like an Olympian imperious Neville Longbottom, could he just like go to the Olympics and he'd be good? Like I don't know if it necessarily has to do with what the person casting the charm is able to do, because I doubt that Moody can do backflips, you know? And so I feel like it's more of just like honestly, the Imperious Curse is very like fuzzy to me and it kind of just sounds like a you know, like if there's a will, there's a way. And if you want someone to do something under the Imperious Curse, they will find a way to do it. Sure. Okay. Um I'll take that. I love how Harry literally shatters his kneecaps in this chapter. <laughs> And everyone's like... That's, like, more injured than he gets in, like, any fight with Voldemort. <laughs> from falling off a chair. <laughs> that is so funny. Um... <laughs> it sounds incredibly painful, though. You think? <laughs> like, <laughs> does it really? <laughs> like, um, I thought it was really funny that Ron completely called Hermione shallow in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he's you, not wrong. That's exactly what I... I was like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, Lockhart, like, what other reason could you have possibly liked him for? Literally. None. <laughs> he had no redeeming qualities. I, um... I, this is not, like, referring to, like, the characters in the book, but I just love how everyone, like, who, like, in the fandom of Harry Potter refers to Spew as Spew and not... Like S B E W, like it's just come so naturally now. Um, <laughs> Dennis Creepy predicted up. <laughs> what does that mean? Maybe he invented it, like created. If it. someone knows what that means, please tell us. I don't know what that means. Um, I love how both Harry and Ron have a crush on Floor. Ron and Hermione have a crush on Crumb, and Harry and Hermione crush on Cedric. It's like a love hexagon. I never really thought about that before. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. And the way that he's just, like, super into Cho at the same time, and, like... And was... Ron and Hermione are into each other, so it's just, like, <laughs> this book is just... It's a disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> um... Also, I don't understand how it said that, like, the portraits, like... It the... chose it to Cedric, too! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I didn't understand how, like, you know, because Filch cleaned the portraits, and it said that the people in the portraits, their faces were, like, pink and, like, raw, because he had, like, scrubbed them so hard. Is that how portraits work at Hogwarts? Like, if you touch it, do they physically, like, feel it? Could you torture a painting? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know what's the funniest part about that statement? Is how evil I looked. I wish people could see. <laughs> I like, what, I, oh my god. Like, tilted your face down, you were like, can you torture, can you torture a painting? Torture a painting? <laughs> oh my god. I just don't understand how exactly that works. Like, I don't understand the portraits. Um, also, can I just say that Neville, although he, like, kind of, messes every spell up at this point has to be extremely talented to be able to turn his ears into a cactus on accident <laughs> like that's pretty that's pretty interesting you know <laughs> this is just this is just a joke I wrote a joke okay oh it's so dumb I hate it um okay go ahead what do Bulgarian birds eat I don't know breadcrumbs uh, what <laughs> do you not get it no it, bulgarian birds eat breadcrumbs what how do you not get it <laughs> crumb oh it's bulgarian oh, oh come on why birds though because birds eat breadcrumbs <laughs> 
worst joke Duh. I've ever heard in my life. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Yes, it does. No, it does not. Okay. Anyways, where do they get all of these animals for transfiguration class? They just constantly have a new batch of like 36 animals that they transfigure. And I don't understand where they get them. I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like we've questioned this before. Like, does McGonagall just steal people's pets and for the class? Like, does she go, like, Accio this until how many times she needs it? Like, and there's just, like, if you're just watching Hogwarts from the outside, you're just seeing, like, 52 cans fly into the transfiguration window. Oh <laughs> That would actually be really funny, but, um, <laughs> I don't even know, because they just always randomly have these animals, and then what do they do to them after they turn them into teacups and stuff? Like, do they, do they put them Eat back? Them. <laughs> I don't think you are expecting that response. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, actually. Um, it can't be healthy for owls to have orange juice. It just can't be. Maybe it is. I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know. Um, also, I I'm like orange like, juice. But you're not an owl, Why Colin. can't owls like orange juice? <laughs> Anyways, more importantly, I cannot believe that JKR called Karkaroff. Do you like... Wait, hold on. No, wait. Do you like orange juice? I do. This is important, though. Okay. I cannot... Sorry. I cannot believe that JKR called Karkaroff fruity with a weak chin. <laughs> I read it and I was like, are you serious? She said that his voice was fruity. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, I just think that's... I mean... I just think that's the funniest thing. Like, coming from JKR to, like, randomly yeah. just add that in. Like, And of course he's a bad guy. I know. But I just thought she was like, in case you wanted the to know, the fruity guy's the bad guy. She's like, in case you wanted to know something. She, I I I want to make that the title of this episode, but that might end badly <laughs> if people don't know the context. It can be the title can be like fruity with like a weak chin. I don't know. Fruity but, goes bad. <laughs> fruity gone bad. Fruit I think it's gone so funny bad. Though, like, she was like, you know, I wonder. You know, the readers are gonna want to know something about Kargroff, and you know what I'm gonna say? His voice. Fruity, and he has a weak what chin. What does that even mean? I don't know. How am I supposed to? Does know he that eat is? a lot of strawberries? <laughs> I don't know what she possibly. Let me actually read the sentence, like what it exactly says in the. In the book. I'm sorry. This might be a little off topic, but isn't it so funny how both of the main characters of Veggie Tales are both fruits? Sorry, what? <laughs> you hurt. Isn't that so funny? I've never watched VeggieTales. <laughs> yes! What? What? <laughs> How have you never watched VeggieTales? <gasps> okay, anyways, listen. No! No! <laughs> How have you never watched VeggieTales? We can discuss how I've never watched VeggieTales in a second. In a second, in a second. But, okay, but the main characters of VeggieTales are a tomato and a cucumber. That's and those really are both funny. fruits. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, and they talk about Jesus. Who the hell was in the... Who, the, who thought of that? They were like, let's have a tomato and a cucumber. Explain the Bible. <laughs> Okay, wait, no, I'm gonna read Wait, no, no, you know what the title of this episode is called? What? Fruity Tales. Fruity Tales, okay. Anyways, I'm going to read <sighs> the portion about Karkaroff to you guys for a treat. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Dumbledore, he called heartily as he walked up the slope. How are you, my dear fellow? How are you? Blooming, thank you, Professor Karkaroff, Dumbledore replied. Karkaroff had a fruity, unctuous voice. When he stepped into the light pouring from the front doors of the castle, they saw that he was tall and thin like Dumbledore, but his white hair was short and his goatee, finishing in a small curl, did not entirely hide his rather weak chin. So, 
<laughs> I just imagine said. he's this like really like evil looking guy, and then he just sounds like a My Little Pony. <laughs> You've never watched My Little Pony either, have you? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Um, I just I love that though. Like, even though it's kind of like wrong of her, not kind of, it's wrong of her. But I love that she was like, you know, this is what the readers need to know. This is the word we need to describe. I know. She's like. <laughs> I'm convinced she didn't she didn't do that on purpose she looked up a random adjective like cuss like randomizer and was like like, yup what are adjectives for fruity cause or synonyms sorry um adjectives for fruity synonyms um cause like what could she possibly hit a resonant okay deep rich full full toned Mellow, smooth, clear, strong, vibrant. All of those are great adjectives she could have used. Yeah, she could have said resonant. And she also said unctuous, unctuous, which means... What? Okay, hold on. Excessively or ingratiatingly flattering, oily. Oh, okay. I get it. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What? I, I, I just saw the definition of fruity on Urban Dictionary, and it's just when someone says something a little bit gay, but not gay enough to be gay gay. <laughs> and, and JKR saw that and was like, Karkaroff, that's him. Yep. That's him. I bet you J.K. Rowling saw that. On Urban I bet Dictionary. You she did. Yeah. Her favorite, favorite app to use. <laughs> Well, that's all I have to say for today. I thought that would be a nice note to end off my uh, trivia. Burn it in now. Okay, are you gonna go first? Yep. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I have really bad trivia questions today. Just so, so do I. It's fine. Both of us. Oh wait, wait. Oh wait. We are enacting Whoa. a <laughs> new rule. That we have not fully because discussed. Because so. there is no consistency to this podcast whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely none. So we're enacting a new rule that we have not thoroughly discussed. So we will figure it out together. So <laughs> every missed question results in the deduction of one point. <laughs> yes. It's about to get. That, which is adding <laughs> to the thing where every multiple choice question answer is yes. one point. That's actually what I wanted to ask you. So even if it's a multiple part question if you get one part of it wrong, that's one point off? Yes. Okay. I was also, okay. We're, also, we're not going to get into negatives. We're staying at zero. At zero. Um, also, what I wanted to ask, which I should have asked before we're, like, actively recording this. <laughs> they can just listen to us figuring out the rules. Um, I was thinking that there could be an option to, like, because obviously we have two guesses, and you only get a d- deduction of one point after two guesses are wrong. Um. Anyways, okay. I was proposing that maybe, like, if someone got one guess wrong and you just didn't know, instead of just getting the deduction, if you only take one guess and you just don't want to miss the point, you can choose to only use one guess and just, like, not use your second guess, and then you don't get a point deduction. Why would anyone So do that, that you don't get a point taken off. I know, but, like... Because it's like, you know, there have been those questions where you just, you take one guess just for the heck of it, but you truly have no idea what it is. So instead of officially getting it wrong and getting a point deducted from your points already, you choose to only use one guess or use zero of your guesses and no points get taken off. Sure, okay. let's do okay. that. Okay, you guys heard us figure that out, so you guys know. I, I swear, by the <laughs> end of this podcast, the trivia is going to have, like, 50 it, rules. How many do we it's have It's going to be, like, anytime you say the word Harry, you get deducted 55 <laughs> points. Um, and you have to do the Macarena. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah, so that those are our new rules. Anyways, um, are you going first? I don't remember if I asked you that already. Yes, okay. I'm going Go first. Go ahead. I'm ready. Oh no. What book did Moody give Neville? I'm just gonna choose to not to not use a guess. At all? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, it was magical Mediterranean water plants and their properties. I never would have gotten that, so no harm, no foul. <laughs> um 
Okay. Well, my this my this might this rule might be a bit difficult because we can't really do hard questions anymore. Otherwise, we just won't do it. No, that's not necessarily true. Cause like if I had if I kind of knew what it was, I would have it used at least a guess, you know. But like I had no idea. We'll figure it out. If we don't okay. like the rule, we can always get rid of it. Um, yes. Okay. Fill in the blanks. By the way, this is going to be a two part a two part question. Um, okay. Anyways. Fill in the blanks. You know why Snape's in such a foul mood, don't you? Said Ron to Harry as they watched Hermione teaching Neville a blank charm to remove blank blank from under his fingernails. No. (laughs) Not a single guess? (laughs) No. Okay. I will fill in the blanks for you. You know why Snape's in such a foul mood, don't you? Said Ron to Harry as they watched Hermione teaching Neville a scourging charm to remove toad guts from under his fingernails. Yeah, never would have gotten that. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (sighs) What bird does Sirius send the letter with to Harry? trying to think of the birds that I know. Um, what birds do I know? Um, <laughs> yep, he sends Daisy Duck to <laughs> Harry. No. <laughs> no. Are you serious? I don't know. A toucan? That Was that a guess? That's my first guess, yeah. Then you're wrong. Okay, well then I'm not going to use my second guess. Nope. Okay. It was really easy. It was just Hedwig. What? Oh my god. That's so annoying. I was... That's what I felt like it was, but I was like, just because of the way you asked the question, I was like, was it I don't know why you didn't get it. You literally had a note about this scene where Hedwig, like, nips Harry. I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) This is... I I know you're gonna get this, and I'm really upset about it. What was the book called that they had to use for Defense Against the Dark Arts? We're doing so badly this episode. I know. Nope. No. 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 Okay. No. We, you've guessed one thing this entire game. Okay, and you've guessed none. So it's called The Dark Forces, A Guide to Self-Protection. Oh. Okay. Harry will get stabbed in the back because blank is in the blank. Blank house, blank house. (laughs) So blank is in the blank house? Yeah. Venus is in the 12th house. Yes! What? Yeah! Are you serious? Yeah! Wait! (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah! (laughs) I was totally guessing! (laughs) Well then, I... I have no idea how I remembered that. <laughs> um, I'm still really, I'm still really surprised about that. Anyways, um, <laughs> the floor of the owlery is covered in the regurgitated skeletons of mice and what? <laughs> no. Okay, uh, they're voles. Who? Voles are like 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 a little like rat kind of thing. They're really cute though. Actually, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a rat. Um, they're small rodents. Anyways, your turn. Hey. How much is a spew badge? Two sickles. Yep. I almost asked you the same question, but I decided not to. <laughs> How many spew badges did Hermione have to give out? No. <laughs> Not even one guess? You're literally okay, I'll at give a zero. Guess. You could guess twice and you won't even get a point deducted. Because you're at zero. So. Oh, right. Thirteen. No. Seven. No. Great. Fifty. Fifty? Yes. Who? She was very ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. There aren't even that many people in Gryffindor. (laughs) 
There really aren't. <laughs> um, Flitwick is having an exam on what? Summoning charms? <laughs> okay, wait, I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. <laughs> You're right, it's summoning... Oh, so it's Mom. not a charm? Alliteration. Spell? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's always alliteration. Always, of course. What, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, Professor McGonagall made Parvati take a large ornamental what out of her hair? Butterfly. Good job. I love that part because it's the most actually in, th like, in time thing with what. I know. What am I trying to say? The actual most, like, what, 90s thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, okay, so today I won three to one. Um, but thank you guys for coming. I don't know how great that rule is. Because I'm just never going to guess on anything ever again. I mean, <laughs> we can fine-tune it and, like, say that you have to guess at least once, you know? Or, like, whatever. We can figure that out when but we're not like, recording. But, like, even still, I had zero points that entire time. Okay, like I said, we can fine-tune this when we're not, like, actually recording an episode. So. If you don't like this new rule, petition to get it removed. <laughs> Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Following us on and, Instagram. Yes, follow us on Instagram and just message us and say, you know, I'm just not a fan of this new rule. I'm not feeling it. Or or say, I think you're totally right, like you are all the time, and no, we should keep it. never. <laughs> no one's saying that. Please <laughs> tell Adelia how awful this rule is. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh my well, gosh, wait. What? You know what? We should talk about that one person who DM'd us, because that was really nice. And Wait, they what? deserve recognition. Wait, what? That, there was somebody DM'd us on Instagram before. Why do I not? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember this. Um, I got really confused. Um, wait, let me look at it. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I remember. Someone DM'd us and told us that they, they really enjoy our podcast. And that they messaged us because we keep bothering everyone to follow us on Instagram. So, <laughs> to um, that person. I, we probably, we, we you shouldn't say their username, but no. we're this talking happened. to you. Yes, Thank this you. happened in June, but <laughs> <laughs> even though it happened so long ago, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we're very glad that some of you are enjoying yourselves listening to us argue. And, um, bearing with the fact that it's very, just never going to be consistent on here. Nothing is ever going to be the same twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, um, be sure to come back next time for chapter 16 and 17 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Wakanda forever. Oh my god. Anyways, what? Bye. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs>